0: welcome to episode four season two of a better father so today my brain was all over the place because i spent the day reading think like a monk by jay shetty which i have mentioned i think in all three of season two's podcast but it's the book i'm reading and i was trying to get through it today and it really dragged me in and i'm getting to the end i've got the last like 20 pages to go which kind of seems like a a drag not so much that it's like you're not building to anything. It's not a mystery novel. So I'm kind of struggling with the last 20 pages. But I've hit two really good things that I wanted to talk about on here today. So as I'm reading this, he's talking about love and relationships and how like, how we should react to them and getting to know ourselves. Well, as he's going through and talking about this because as a monk for three years, he didn't have any sexual relations or date or anything obviously. So um and he talked about how that time really benefited him to just be by himself, figure out who he was or what he wanted. And as I'm reading it, one it was nice because he started off with like all the kind of like find your love and blah 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 sort of stuff. And then I'm just like, oh great. That's what I really want to read it now. And then he has this really good thing of like, but let's look at this realistically. Let's see how this really works or how this really is. And he gets to the end Or near the end. And he says, how do we want to be cared for? What makes us feel loved? And that's on page 246 of Think Like a Monk. And it just floored me. Because, like, in my head, I read that sentence. And I just started thinking, oh, I want to be cared for. I don't know. I want to be loved. I don't know. And so that's really weird because... I, spiraling out, my brain was just like, how many people in the history of history have gone into something knowing that information or thinking about that information or being able to communicate that information? And it just feels like 50% of marriages end divorced and something like half of the ones that don't end divorce, people wish they were, and 10% of that. 10% more were miserable or didn't have like a good relation, blah, blah, blah. I could look up all the statistics, but we all know the 50%. And it's just like, people are just getting into this without even knowing who they are. So if you don't know who you are, if you can't communicate what it is you're trying to get from somebody, how, how do they give it to you? And you can, I think we think we know, and I think we kind of have it in our heads that, oh, like I want this or I want that. And then maybe you don't want those things, or maybe you do you just don't know how to tell the other person and so they're trying or they're doing and I think this is really something we all do a lot we do what it is that makes us feel good so we don't typically tend to know people's love languages or know what it is they respond to and so we I have always kind of been a gift giver and my family wasn't well off And so they showed that they cared by making Christmases and birthdays really nice because the rest of the year was like the essentials and sometimes going around literally collecting pop bottles to like buy groceries with when I was really young. But somehow they always figured out how to get us make Christmas and birthdays very plentiful as far as gifts. And and so that's kind of how my language developed because I always knew that that's what that was happening. And so you get involved with somebody else and you're, well, I'm using like a plural you when it's me, I would get things for people. Even if I didn't have the means, I would buy things for them to say, I'm showing you I care. I can't, I have trouble communicating my thoughts and emotions and feelings, or at least I did, or I'm trying to get better at it or whatever. But I mean, I do a podcast where I just ramble on about it. But it's just, that's, that's what I knew. So that's what I'm doing. And that's what I thought I wanted. And then I also thought I was an introvert until, you know, COVID. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd kill for a hug and like six people around me just talking, but situational. And so that's what I thought I wanted, or that's what I I thought somebody else would want without figuring out how to talk to them about them or ask them about it. And, And I'm thinking about that quote. And I'm just like, I don't know. If somebody said, how do I care for you? I would literally not know what to say. So this part of the podcast isn't an answer or isn't like, ooh, my great discovery. It's I read that and it floored me and it dropped me. And at 45, I don't know how to answer that question. I don't know how to tell somebody what I want because I don't want things from them. I don't. It was weird because there was a counter reaction where I got shown love as a child in a lot of ways by making birthdays and Christmases nice, which was probably my parents' insecurities about not being able to have all the newest, nicest things or whatever. But it was like, gosh darn it, we're gonna make Christmas and birthdays good. So that gets passed on to me, but it doesn't I don't get all the affection. I don't get the hugs and stuff like that that I wanted. As a side funny story, so my stepdad My first stepdad, I'm on my third one now, my first stepdad, as far as I knew or what I grew up, was head over heels in love with my mom until he cheated on her, cheated on her multiple times, or whatever. I don't know the full story, but I do know the ending story. And but as far as I knew in my childhood growing up from like three or four, definitely by age five. But in that time frame, I just saw this person who's head over heels in love with my mom and he showed it by hugging her and singing to her and stuff. And those are, and I also wonder like how much I've skewed that memory wise, because I know a couple of specific incidents, but I don't know how often that happened anyway. So I saw him kissing my mom and I asked them one time, like I see, like we would give each other kisses, goodnight or whatever. And I I asked him like, I see you kiss for a longer period of time than we do. Like what, what is that about? Why do you do that? And it was kind of that like parental moment where you're like, oh, I just got asked like an adult question that I don't fully know how to answer or whatever. And it was a simple answer. It's, oh, when you care about somebody or they mean a great deal to you, you express that through a longer kissing. Sometimes that's just one of the ways you can show somebody how much you care about them. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I'm six, maybe seven years old when I asked that question and I'm getting ready and I go to bed and I just plant one on my mom. Just, I mean, to her, it must have felt like half a year, five minutes, something. It was probably about 15, 20 seconds. But it was definitely a, I'm kissing you because you just told me that when you care about somebody, you give them a big old smackaroo. And I gave her a big old smackeroo. So that was um pretty funny. But it's one of those moments that sticks in my head. Anyway the affection and stuff like i just don't remember a lot of that other than like the basic kisses goodnight and stuff like that and so as i've gotten older i didn't realize this or know this or i keep trying to figure it out or piece it together i don't want things i don't like i got to a point in my life not now but i got to a point in my life where i could buy whatever i wanted or needed for myself i was fine i was doing well I was financially secure as far as that goes. I mean, I had college debt and stuff, but that was going to get paid off and I was going to keep making more money and being able to keep paying it off. And I just needed somebody to like be there for me or to hug me or hold me, even though I didn't know that and I didn't know how to communicate that. And sometimes I felt like I didn't need that. So anyway, I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole other than to place it in your head to think about that and just curious if you know the answer to that or if you have a way communicate that to somebody if you're getting frustrated in your relationship or you're having arguments or you're just like thinking to yourself why aren't they doing what it is i need them to do or why don't they get who i am can you even tell them are you just getting mad at them because they're not guessing correctly and then they guess what they think they know based off what they see if you were to walk in and look at me 10 years ago you would have been like oh this guy likes apple stuff and comic books i'll just buy him all that stuff and that's fine and I do like Apple stuff in comic books, don't get me wrong, but from a romantic partner or whatever, I didn't need that. I needed something else that I didn't even know how to get and I kept running from. So I would just be curious or put it in your head to think about that and see how you would answer it, see if you can answer it, or start thinking on it to know what it, what it would be you would need, that if somebody you're with or future you is with, and telling them, this is how I communicate, this is what I need, this is what I'm getting out of this, and or this is what I need to get out of this and then hopefully obviously ask them too like do you know what it is I can do for you if I'm frustrating you by buying you gifts and you just want a hug I'll save money and not buy you gifts. that sorry that sounded snotty I did not mean it that way I won't keep buying you things that you don't want if you just want to sit on the couch and cuddle and watch a movie and to you that's a $5,000 diamond ring or somebody else might want the $5,000 diamond ring It's different for everybody on some level. So keep that in mind. Ask yourself that question before you ask your partner, because if you can't answer it for yourself, how do you expect them to be able to answer that? Or how do you expect to have a conversation around it if you're not in a position? Or at least start thinking about it so you could say, like, hey, I need to figure this out. Do you know what you are? And we can start talking about it. So another thing that jumped out to me today... When I was reading from think like a monk that i wanted to go over is and again it was things that jumped out for at me and these are the relationship pieces which i'll talk about in a second so if someone is treating you badly i'm not advising you tolerate it some mistreatment is unacceptable but it's useful to look beyond the moment at the bigger picture of the person's experience are they exhausted frustrated making improvements from where they were once were and to factor in what has led to this behavior before letting your ego jump in, everyone has a story, and sometimes our egos choose to ignore that. Don't take everything personally; it is usually not about you. That is also something I have been thinking a lot about, and there's, and it plays into being upset, being hurt, being angry because I'm, I was hurt, angry, and upset because somebody else is. St- story I got pulled into it was a story I didn't want to be pulled into it was a story that was not I don't know how to say that quite right but I will say I at the end of the day I chose to step into that story a couple of times a couple of different times I stepped into that story thinking I knew it thinking I could understand it thinking I could play a role in it thinking I could somehow I guess maybe help out and at a certain point it just wasn't going to happen And so I stepped out and then I got pulled back in and then everything went sideways. But now where I'm at, now where what I'm dealing with and what I'm processing, having to or being able to or being willing to step into what it was that caused this person to do the things they did and act the way they acted. I'm looking at myself a lot because i sabotaged and destroyed and harmed every relationship i was ever in just to run away because i was scared of exactly everything everything i ran from for 38 years 37 years all literally came true within minutes after it started like it wasn't like this was a long process or whatever like this was done five minutes before it started And I just kept pushing through and then divorced, putting a kid through a divorce, moving out, arguments, stupid fights, cheating spouse, like everything I avoided my whole life all came true, like all at once. So all that running, all of that being scared led to nothing (laughs) or everything or the exact situation I was trying to get out of. But it's also finding a way to understand that this person's story is the reason they did everything they did just like my story was the reason I ran and got away from every good decent person that was in my life that I just took off running from and created stories around myself about how I wasn't supposed to be with people or that I was there to be there for a minute because I was good at certain things but I was not long term like I had a friend person that was friends with benefits or whatever and at one point they were like do you want a relationship and i was just like oh god no you don't want to be in a relationship with me that's no don't do that to yourself they're just like what i was like i I, like i'm just being honest with you like i appreciate everything's here and our friendship is great and the sex is awesome but you do not want to get on this shot show of a situation and but it was that story i just kept telling myself and then when i got forced into a situation where it was step up or step out I stepped up and then all of this happened but the point being it's this other person's story that I chose to get into and it was chose to be a part of and I was aware of a lot of it not the extent or the depth or closed to blind eye do a lot of it but it's 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 something I did willingly, it's something I was aware of, and then it's just, there's that story. So where's the empathy, where's the sympathy, where is, where is the acceptance or understanding of their story causing all of this? And I really wish it wasn't me, but if it wasn't me, it was going to be somebody else, and chances are it'll be somebody else after me. But yeah, I think that says about all on that. So something else i wanted to share and it was a reference in this book and so um, i'm not going to read that quote to you because i guess at a certain point i probably have to write and get permission to start quoting them but um it's a book review and if you do a book review it's okay to quote and it's a really good book i highly recommend reading it book review done but one of the things i was going to talk about today when i started my day and was processing all of this was the other day i got upset at my daughter Part of the point of the story is I don't remember what for, but I was just like, I just need a minute or I need to clean this up or whatever. And I was like, just go sit on the steps. I meant it as partly a punishment, but I can't, one of the things I've not, ne- I've, I've let it slip a couple times, but I just, I was never going to use books against her. She loves reading. I worked my butt off to get her to love reading and it took and it stuck. And she will just, she will read on an eight hour car ride. Like it's insane. And it's awesome because I worked really hard at that. But I never wanted to put a negative connotation on a book for her or use it as a punishment or give her to be like, well, then I don't care about books if you're going to take it away. So I worked really hard not to say stupid things or get caught up in a moment where I said something. And I've made a couple of side comments that I quickly caught and redirected over the last seven years of just frustrations. But so I was just like, you can take your books, whatever, just sit on the stairs, give me this. And, And it was frustrated and whatever. And. I immediately felt bad because I even said, like, get off the steps. Like, I just got frustrated. I just need you to be more careful, whatever. And she's like, no, I found a new reading spot. I'm comfortable. And I was just like, oh, too to shady, you. Like, just put me in my place. And it was literally just a screw you. I've got a spot to read. So good luck, buddy. You can take it away if you want. But this is my new reading spot because I just made it my new reading spot. And I thought it was awesome. And I was very proud of her for flipping me off, which she didn't literally but figuratively flipped me off and it was awesome but anyway so this morning i am in my little campsite sitting on the floor reading my book got heater on my feet got my cup of coffee life is good and i knock my coffee over and spill it everywhere and it was just that flash of a moment which the two points of what happened with my daughter is i don't remember what she did i got frustrated i got upset I was like just step back for a minute while i clean this up and i set it with a tone that i don't like and try not to ever use which wasn't like harsh or sharp or whatever but it just well it was sharp that's probably the right word but it was just said like god just go over there for a minute and then i do the same thing and then i'm just like okay so one i can't remember what i was mad about two i think it had something to do with spilling something on the floor or making a mess or something and i just did it and so I immediately forgave myself for doing it because immediately I was frustrated and upset at myself for doing it and just being like, come on, I just want to sit here and read my book and have a nice morning. And now I'm just not paying attention. It was a stupid move. All I had to do was pay attention. <laughs> like just all those thoughts are just like, Ugh. I was just like, stop, forgive yourself. You knocked over your coffee. Now clean it up and move on with your life. I had to wash the blanket I had down on the floor, which was fine. It was a laundry day. I made a mess. And so I actually ended up using some stain remover. And then I knocked out a couple of blueberry stains that had happened. So I just forgave myself. And then as I'm reading Think Like a Monk, which I don't have the page written down or else I'd probably actually read it to you. But it was like, you have to learn to forgive yourself before you can forgive other people. And it was this whole thing around that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I just did that this morning where I just realized, like, I'm getting mad at my daughter because I'm getting mad at myself. And I'm getting, I'm not giving myself that breathing room. I'm not giving myself that okay that I felt this way or reacted this way or did this thing. And of course I'm not going to extend it to my daughter because I'm not giving myself that benefit. So when that mess happened, my first inclination is to snap and get frustrated at myself. So my first inclination is to snap and get upset at my daughter because I'm... 24 four hours ago, theoretically speaking, I just did the same thing and that's how I reacted. So if I can have that patience and that forgiveness for myself, I can extend that to my daughter. So that was my good revelatory moment. And the last thing I'm going to share today is, and this is just kind of, well, actually I had two funnies. And these are not bitter. These are not upset. These are not... Um, venting or being angry or anything. They were just two funnies I had. So my iPhone couldn't back up to the cloud because I didn't want to pay $10 for two terabytes of data storage or whatever. And I backed up all my photos to like Google and I could delete a bunch or whatever. So then I could back up my phone and my photos that I didn't delete because they were in Google. And I just had the thought because there was that joke going around on the internet or whatever where some girl posted a thing of like, my new diet, I just lost 215 pounds, I dumped my boyfriend or whatever. Well, my joke was, and I should probably put this online because it would be pretty funny and if you take credit for this, I'm going to be upset and I have the audio to prove it was me, date and time stamped as this is not going up till Wednesday, but today is Sunday the 22nd at 7.56pm, so... If this gets stolen, I know it. But uh, I was, <laughs> how do you save five gigabytes of data on your phone? Delete five gigabytes of data of your ex. That's my joke. And uh, I thought it was pretty funny and it worked well. The other joke I had is I'm reading this book and I'm centering myself and I'm thinking it through and I'm finding a place where I don't let this person upset me or anger me or I'm not carrying around all that bitterness. One, it is time. I don't have to live with her anymore. I don't have to deal with her day in and day out. I have to deal with repercussions of things she does with our daughter. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going into that. But anyway, it came to me. And again, this is meant to be funny, not bitter or anything. But it was literally, I got the image of the Grinch who stole Christmas, her being the Grinch. And me being like little Sally Lou or whatever her name is. Susie Lou, Sally Lou. And she's at the top of the mountain having done all these horrible things continues to do horrible things just get over it move on with your life if you still need me to be your point of focus of anger and frustration like that's on you now like that doesn't hit me anymore you can keep throwing it at me i talked about being the target not the victim last week or the week before and so i'm not i'm not your victim anymore and if you want to run around and keep trying to be cruel or mean or do things or use me as your bragging point of something you did crappy like that's that's you good on you but it was just that image of the Grinch standing on the mountain just being like I destroyed you whatever and then I'm little Susie Lou sitting in town singing Christmas carols or the ah, whatever it was I don't know what it is so I can't even pretend to try to do it so anyway forgive that little ah anyway so that's that's my uh, two fun thoughts for the day that hopefully prove and to myself that I'm moving forward and I'm able to find humor in these things and I'm able to find the levity. And that, as always, the point for anybody listening or choosing to listen or be a part of this journey with me is find the humor, find that spot, and start, when I'm thinking about, I woke up this morning, just to be totally transparent, thinking about something between her and i with weekends with my daughter that i have to try to fix and i couldn't get it out of my head and i was just laying there and i woke up earlier than i wanted to because it was in my head but i let it be there it's something that we're gonna be talking about with a mediator on tomorrow or monday so two days ago when you hear this or whenever you listen to this but um but it was just i couldn't get it out and it was oh but at the problem is I'm not finding other things to think about I'm not putting other thoughts in my head so when these thoughts get in there they stick or they stay or they they get to work their way in because I'm not thinking of other things and a couple weeks ago when I was going to sleep and stuff I would after reading some of this book I was putting the thoughts in my head of whatever I was thinking of at the time and I don't remember what it is now but I intentionally went to bed thinking Thoughts that I was controlling and happy thoughts or good thoughts or things going well in my life or whatever it was that I had to hold on to in that moment. And so when I woke up, those were the thoughts that I went to sleep with and those were the thoughts that I was able to hold on to and not start off the day thinking about a negative situation or a negative person or whatever. And now I've got this how do I want to be cared for? How do I want to be loved? Thought in my head. So I'm going to I'm going to think on that. I'm going to use that to fall asleep. I'm going to use that hopefully to wake up and I doubt I will get an answer, you know, by tomorrow morning, but I'm going to keep thinking on it and try to figure that out. So when I am with somebody who is better for me, I can communicate better with that person because that's what I want. And a lot of what he talks about too in the book. Okay. I'm dragging this on. I apologize. It wasn't meant to be this long. So those are my highlights. That's what I'm talking about today. I'm going to end this now before I carry on too long. But I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being here. Anybody who listened to season one, I hope you're hearing the difference. I hope you're hearing the work that's going into this to not go down that hole and not be that that person who got caught up in things. And I do want to and I do plan to talk about the divorce and stuff because i that's part of the original intent of this was to help. And there's so much to learn from how I got, how how it didn't work out the way it could have or should have for me. And that was partly because I kept trying to do what I thought was right with somebody who was just not. And so those things will get talked about, but they'll get talked about when they get talked about in segments. And uh, right now I just spent, Many Hours Reading Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Could not recommend it enough. Um, Yeah, that's all I've got for now. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. And I will talk to you again soon. Goodbye. (laughs)